Thanks for pressing play on the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we teach you how to build your dream job while keeping your day job. I'm the show's executive producer and co-host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Third Shift Entrepreneur with a knack for boxing, social impact, and podcasting. In the final episode of this series, Todd and I discuss the benefits of getting paid to learn. Todd gives tips on how to design your own internship and how you can solve a problem for another organization or individual first, then launch your own business around it. No more excuses. It's time to get to work. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Todd Connor, and we're having conversations about how to start businesses without having to quit your job and put yourself in financial risk because let's be honest, who wants to do that? You shouldn't have to. Uh, if that's true, then entrepreneurship, you know, isn't for most of us, but most of us have lives and kids and rent stuff. we got to pay for debt, college bills, but we also have dreams. We shouldn't have to sort of negotiate away those dreams and those aspirations of starting businesses or even just bringing ideas to life because we feel like there's no room in our lives today. And we want to make sure that you feel like you've got the tools and the opportunity and the strategies to do it. So this is why Mike Stebbin and I, my co-host, we're talking to you today. Mike, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Todd? Feel fine, feel great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Feel fine, feel great. I don't know if I feel fine, feel great. I, I, I think I do. But it's a challenge every day, right? You and I, we talk about uh, the challenge. You know, what's the goal here? Um, we talked about this in the last podcast. The goal is that we get to wake up in the morning and feel, at least this is my goal, uh, feel like we can pursue the things that are on our heart and the things that are in our mind. You know, if we can, if we feel like free agents in pursuit of the things that matter to us and somehow in that alchemy, the rent gets paid, like that's a pretty good day, uh, which is a pretty good week, which is a pretty good year, which is pretty good life. And it's probably what most people want from us as well. I think it's when we get up and feel like we don't get to do work that's aligned to who we are and what we care about. You know, that's where um, that feels hard. That's not, you know, that's not a way to live. How'd you get up this morning? Man, honestly, I was kind of beat up. I taught three boxing classes yesterday and uh, Fridays are always draining for me a little bit. And it's funny because when I do this podcast with you, you know, it really gets my energy going for the day. But before this, I'm just kind of, kind of, I don't know, Fridays are a little beat up for me, but uh, I'm excited though, man. I really enjoy doing this work. And it goes back to what you said. We all just want to work on meaningful work. I believe that's the thing, that idea of like stuff that we feel like I don't know, is moving the world and moving the universe forward or moving our family forward, just stuff that's meaningful and impactful to us. I know. And the pandemic, I think, has like rocked a lot of us um, as well as the as well as sort of, you know, what we're seeing in, you know, the world writ large around, you know, racial reckoning, as well as the polarization of our political environment. A lot of us are just saying, look, I don't have, I don't have the energy to show up and do things that don't feel valuable, that don't feel meaningful. Um, I'm hearing that a lot from people who are like, look, you know, my job's fine, but you know, what's on my heart is just like what's going on in this country. And I can't, it's hard to focus, you know? Well, yeah, partly because it's, you don't think it's meaningful. You know, it's like, you want to be in the fight. You want to be doing work that is in the arena. And that's what I think we all uh, ought to be uh, entitled to. And entrepreneurship is something that to me, more people ought to be doing it. It shouldn't be reserved for just the few people who have the resources to do it. So, you know, on this line, I want to talk about something which I think is really important, um, which is, 
you know, because I think we have, we have an idea of entrepreneurship is it's, it's something different. You know, we got to go somewhere totally different and we got to quit and go do that other thing. That's totally scary and totally foreign. And I want to present to people this idea that you can actually um, get paid to learn. You know, when you start something, I'll say a business, but it's true if you're starting a nonprofit, it's true if you're starting a social movement, it's true if you're starting, you know, a side hustle. Um, there's going to be things that you don't know, uh, but we can orient our lives to be getting paid to learn the things that we don't know. The key for us as an entrepreneur or someone that wants to pursue something is just recognize, look, look, there's things here I don't know. You know, because when you start a business, there's a whole bunch of things that go into that. You know, like we can talk about you, Mike, and Ironbound. You know, you're an expert. You know, you're a championship boxer, right? But I wouldn't expect that someone like you, maybe you did, you can tell me, but I wouldn't expect someone like you knows how to, you know, build a website and create, you know, customer funnels and do marketing. Like no one knows all of it. That's okay. But we can do things to sort of put in place in our lives ability to learn things that we don't necessarily know and try to get paid in the process, you know? And I think that's something that we don't talk about enough. I'll tell you when I first got out the military and, you know, my first experience, and I wrote you an email on this, Todd, the bunker, I call it the bunker labs, MBA, just volunteering for bunker labs, being a city leader for those six months. I learned so much, you know, I didn't know anything about really program management or anything like that. And a lot of the tools we're using at Bunker and I learned on the on the spot there. And then I was blessed enough to get an opportunity to do some consulting work around veteran entrepreneurship. And through that, I learned about, you know, Google Docs and like all these technology platforms and things that I would have never thought to touch, you know, but it really did help me transition into the digital space to the point that I was able to benefit from those systems within my own hustle and my own venture. Um, so I'm a big proponent of getting paid to learn. It's so, it's so clutch, man. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And there's, I mean, what you did is, uh, I think what a lot of people should do or, or some do, but, you know, build your own internship, you know, design your own internship. When you're, when you're trying to do something on your own, um, you just, you don't have, you know, managers that are going to walk you through it. You don't have HR, um, but you do have knowledge gaps. So the question is who helps you figure out what the gaps are and how do you get smart? And I think the bigger thing people ought to be thinking of, you know, if you want to start something is not just like about how do you file the LLC? People go to like a lot of the technical questions and the technical questions are actually easy to answer. You know, how do you file an LLC? How do you open up a bank account? That stuff, you know, you'll figure that out. That's not complicated. Um, but the bigger thing is, how do you put yourself in a domain, in an area where you're going to learn a lot of what you don't know? You know, and actually, frankly, even if you're like, I want to learn what I, I need to learn what I don't know, just know what I don't know. And and you can do that by putting yourself in a place, um, you know, on a volunteer basis, uh, or maybe getting paid to just be a fly on the wall and be present and see like, oh, wow, this is how people talk about this. This is how this business works. This is how uh, people that are really good at this stuff, um, this is how they've gotten good at it, you know? And so I tell people all the time, it's like, if you want to open a restaurant, like go get a job at a restaurant. You want to start a podcast, offer to produce someone else's podcast. You want to run for office, like go work on a campaign. You want to uh, go work in financial wealth management, you know, offer to set up conference calls for a friend of yours who's 
a wealth management advisor and then like ask if you can sit on, on those calls and take notes, you know, like that sounds ridiculous, but actually someone would totally appreciate that. You know, someone came to me and was like, look, I want to, I want to run a, a nonprofit someday. Um, would you mind if I sort of operated as your, um, you know, I don't know, admin or chief of staff for a month or so just to see I just want to see what that looks like from your seat. I'd be like, sure, come on in, you know, like that would be available, but no, no one really, you know, offers to do this too often, but designing your own internship, offering, showing up, doing it for free, putting yourself in the place where it's relevant. Um, that's gold. I mean, that we're going to learn so much more doing that. There's stuff that we just cannot learn online. We can't learn poking around Googling. We got to get in there and get close to the thing. But if we do that and find ways to do that, you know, we're going to get paid to learn. We're going to, we're going to put ourselves on a good path. One thing I'm a big fan of, and we talked about this on a previous episode is having channel partners, right? You know, and for me, a channel partner, it's like, it's a taxi, someone that already has a big account, I teach boxing. They already deliver wellness services in the first place. Let me and my team come on and be the guys that deliver boxing for your accounts. The thing about it that it really helped me with was one, building up our confidence in a way to operate in these spaces, you know, and then also refining our, our teaching, how we teach, you know, getting the model down, testing it out, building it out. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we think we want to jump out there and just get this major account right off the bat. You know, kudos to you, but you better not punt it. That's the thing. And when you get a channel partner or you solve it for solve a problem for another organization, you feel confident that way. Once you're able to get that big account, everything is tight. Your back end is tight. Your invoices are tight. Yeah. Everything is a smooth machine instead of just jumping out there. And then they're like, well, clearly we're your first client. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, there are, there can be, there's room for a lot of new businesses, but there aren't a lot of new business models. Um, you know, and I think this is where people get tripped up. It's like, you want your little spin on the thing. Like, let's say you want to open a barbershop. Like, okay. Like you've got a vision as to the kind of barbershop that you want to open. Like you think that there's a different way to do it. Like, you want yours to sort of have whiskey on tap. You want yours to sort of have a certain kind of music playing. You want yours to be a certain kind of experience. Like all that is cool, but, and that's great actually. Uh, but look, like what's not original is learning how to, you know, execute a commercial lease. What's not original is learning where do you buy like secondhand, you know, barber chairs that are like cool and in good shape, but not that expensive. What's not new is figuring out what's the business model of how to run a barbershop. Um, you know, all those, there's so much in running a barbershop that is not original. The business model is not original. Your idea might be, but a lot of people like have this instinct to kind of hide, you know, away from that like industry until they're ready to launch. And it's like that, you know, that's, that's not how you want to do this. You want to be like, what would I do? I'd be cutting hair at like, not just one barbershop, but like try to go work at three or four, you know, work at three or four barbershops and get, and, and like ask and understand, Hey, how does this work? You know, like what, are, what's the monthly, budget look like? What do you spend money on? How do you pay your stylist? You know, there's all these questions that are not, that are not unique and you need to have answered before you go and launch your own barbershop. Um, so yeah, how we design our own internships, how we, you know, link up, like we want to be the, uh, 
you know, like the little, um, the crustacean that attaches to the whale, you know, it's like, how do we just get along for the ride with someone else that is doing it well and learn from that and then build a contacts with that and then have the channel partners, right. Figured out so that we can, when the timing's right, like go do it on our own terms. And the beauty of doing it that way versus some kind of like cold start into something that we haven't worked in before is that we're going to have a really much better understanding of the business model. We're going to have a much better understanding of the industry. We're going to have a much better understanding of the economics, what the customers like, how this whole thing works. We're going to have industry contacts. You know, we're going to be so much better set up for success than if we just do some like cold stop, like, Hey, I was, you know, working in finance and now I'm just going to open a barbershop. Cause one day I thought that that was cool, but I've never worked in a barbershop or I've no, I have no expertise in that. Um, you know, that's not smart. And it's, it sounds obvious when I say it that way, but you know, you and I have both seen a ton of people start businesses and I'm like, why, you know, you haven't, you haven't ever worked in this before. You know, why would that, why would that work? And so I think we got to back up and give ourselves our own internship, um, which no one else is going to do. We got to do it for ourselves, which is kind of tricky. And I think the important thing for you to know, too, is that like we say internship, right? Sometimes interns aren't getting paid. And if they are getting paid, it might not be a lot of money, but they know what they're going in there to learn. You know, like if you're an audio intern, you're there because you want to learn the back end. You want to learn how to build a podcast, how to edit audio, how to do all this stuff. So then you can go take it and to apply it to your own media network or whatever it is you want to do. You know, so you got to be a little bit strategic with this stuff. Don't just you know, fire idly by, right? You need an idea of where you're headed. Then you can design an internship around the skill sets you need to know. I mean, think of it like, uh, you know, the restaurant business is really good at this, especially immigrant communities. You know, they come into this country and they start out as bus boys and dishwashers, and then they work their way up to chef. Then they work their way up to busting tables and managers. And then all of a sudden they're owning a restaurant. But in rest in the restaurant industry, a lot of these um, owners know every aspect of that business. That's so that's so true. And and the question can be, when's the right time to end the internship? And my answer is like, as soon as you got what you needed, <laughs> you know, I mean, your internship might just be like one shift. You know, I mean, it could just be like four hours, you know, but you come in thinking, OK, I need to understand how, um, you know, I need to understand how, how hard it is to produce a podcast. Okay. Well produce one podcast and then now, you know, you know, um, so it, this isn't about, um, like a semester or a year, but this is about, Hey, here's a, a here's a discrete sort of set of things I don't know yet, uh, that I want to learn. And I, let me figure out where, where do I put myself in a place where I can learn these things? And again, I'm going to push and say, it can't just be reading books. I mean, sometimes, yeah, reading books, listening to podcasts, this kind of passive, what I'll call passive activities, those are good. Um, but ultimately, what you want to do is get close to the market that you're going to try to launch in and uh, get in that market, you know, go work in that market, get in there for free and see what you learn, poke around, you know, but this is um, getting in that proximity to the to the place that you're trying to operate from is going to open, you know, open up tons of opportunity. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Mike, if you can solve this for another organization, like you prove that, like, boom, now you go launch your own thing and you can take that credibility that you've earned somewhere else. And that's portable. I mean, you can bring that with you if you need it. You know, what only matters ultimately is that you're starting something that people need. Um, 
you know, and if you can do that and do it well, then like people are going to buy it. That's fine. You know, that's all that they need is to know that you can solve their problem for a, a, a rate that is reasonable or, or that, you know, that they don't know where else to go for you to solve the problem that they've got. So if you can do that, you can have a good business. But the key is when you are operating as that entrepreneur, you don't want to be surprised by things that you haven't learned yet. And there's a lot that you can learn in advance. There's a lot that you should learn and should know in advance, which is part of, you know, this process of de-risking a startup. There's one thing you said, and we talk about it a lot. And as we close out this episode, I would love your advice for our audience on this. And I'm guilty of it myself too. Those of us that read a ton, we take all the courses, we do all that kind of stuff, but actually doing the work, right? Where do you make, how do you, Todd, make the shift from like, okay, I know all this knowledge. I've got everything down. I've done the internship, but how do you make the action to actually step out and get started? Like what is the mental shift for you and what do you recommend for our listeners? I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Cause I mean, it's hard. I love learning, you know, I, but I think learning is like a forever activity and then doing is where we, is where we actually pressure test this idea that we've got, you know? So I think you got to keep yourself honest. Um, and there are small, the reason I think more people don't take action is because I think they often think that the action is, they make it so much bigger in their minds than it needs to be. You know, like you don't have, it doesn't have to be huge and perfect and totally baked. You just got to start, you know, you just got to get out there and do something and just see what happens. And again, I go back to this idea of maybe you just got to do it for free. You know, when we thought that this, you know, this property that we own out here, this wedding venue, when we thought, Hey, there's a lot of interest in weddings, but we don't know if it's a good place to have a wedding. Well, we just offered to host a wedding for free. You know, it's like, well, let's just see, how does it work? Are there enough bathrooms? You know, it's like, you get these dumb, these dumb questions actually get worked out in the process of just doing the thing. So, you know, that's part of what we're going to do here is learn how to start something because we're doing it. And, uh, and the key to that is to get close to a place, see if you can't do it for somebody else, see if you can't even get paid while you're doing it. Uh, and that's, that's what gives us this, this kind of internship education that, you know, ultimately makes us so much smarter when we actually go to start something on our own terms. You know, we've got all this education. It's already, it's already baked. It's maybe even de-risked because we've already learned what we don't know and we're filling in our knowledge gaps and that gives us what we need to push forward. And I think part of us too, sometimes doing the research and reading and learning, we mistake it for action and it is some action. Don't get me wrong, right? It's a good process to get started. But I know for me, and I'll be plain honest with y'all, when I read sometimes, it is almost like a relief from doing actual work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I mean, I procrastinate by learning. I procrastinate by, you know, like fake fake signals of progress. Or I pitch I pitch an idea to someone that I know doesn't actually know what they're talking about, but, but they are going to tell me it's awesome. You know, it's like if I'm pushing the wedding venue, it's like, but asking someone who isn't planning to get married in Northwest Indiana. And they're like, that sounds awesome. Like that's not productive. <laughs> I mean, it feels good, but I need to, I need to get in front of people that are actually making the decisions to buy the thing that I would, you know, otherwise be offering. So yeah, there's a lot of tricky uh, stuff in here, Mike. It's just, we gotta be adults, you know, adulting is hard. It's like, we gotta not only do the work, but we gotta keep ourselves honest about the work that we're choosing to do. And that's, you know, do what you say you're going to do and then, and then hold yourself accountable, which is being an adult, which is a lot of what is required if we're going to be entrepreneurs, just keeping ourselves accountable. And my hope is that between the book and this podcast, that like the learning is not that the learning is done, but there's a distinct understanding that like, we're not doing this for the sake of just reading and listening. 
right? The idea is that people are taking no. knowledge and information and are getting started and they're launching. Exactly. And so your homework, and this is how it closes, your homework is if you are, if you're not doing something in your 24 hour day, um, that is building your knowledge base for the business that you're wanting to start, you got to change your 24 hour day. So if you, if you are trying to open a restaurant and you currently manage a restaurant, that's great. You're, you're already in that internship. You're, you're learning what you need to learn. But I would even say, I would push you and say, Hey, maybe you're a waiter and you want to open a restaurant. Well, like, let's talk about this internship. Like, do you understand, can you ask the owner of the restaurant to look at their monthly budget? Do you understand how the utilities work? Do you understand what the gas bill is going to look like? You know, like, what do you still not know that you would be well served to learn before you go and launch this business? Um, that's an important question to ask. So if you don't already have, you know, your internship and I say internship, but this is really just a mindset. It's you operating with a mindset I am learning. I'm in the process of learning what I need to learn in order to go start my next thing. So put yourself in that mindset. And, uh, you know, and that's, I think, where the growth is, you know, and we're all we're always needing to kind of put ourselves in that internship mindset um, because we don't know. You know, we're always doing new things. We're always trying to learn new things. But as long as we get good at designing internships for ourselves, we're going to be equipped. Absolutely. All right. For all our listeners out there, do us a favor and subscribe to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, whatever listener service you're using today. Your reviews are greatly appreciated. Also, check out thirdshiftentrepreneur.com where you can purchase the book, sign up for our newsletter and hear tips and pointers that will help you keep your day job while building your dream job. You can also purchase the book on Amazon, at Barnes and & Nobles and other major book outlets. Thanks again for tuning in and see you on the next and final episode of this season where Todd and I will give our closing remarks on the third shift entrepreneur and hopefully accelerate you all to pursue building your dream job while maintaining your day job. Until then, peace and love.